Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to continue in Titus, and I believe we'll be seeing the end of uh, this short letter to the evangelist today, um, looking at chapter 3, and we've been through uh, quite a little bit in this letter to the evangelist. This final chapter in Titus is the last things, if you will, not not last things as we know it in the Bible sense, but the last things written in this letter in way of the instructions to the assembly during or concerning their actions towards the world outside the church, that they must be gracious as the Lord who was gracious to them, to all men. That's, that's one thing. Uh, and a lot of instruction about what that looks like. And also in this chapter, as it closes, uh, we find personal tasks stated by the apostle uh, that Titus must know about and that he must complete uh, within his work in the assembly, even the fact that when certain people come, he must go to Paul and things of that sort. So uh, these are letters indeed We call it scripture because it is, Um, because within this, this is inspired writing um, by the Spirit of God through the men that are penning these these letters, these epistles or gospels, whatever it may be. And the first thing we run across here in the first part of this chapter is the character of the saints, and it's defined, um, if you will. Just the first four verses. <clears throat> the apostle says to, to uh, Titus, remind them to be subject to the principalities and authorities, to obey rule unto every good work, to be ready. Of no one speak evil, not to be quarrelsome, gentle, showing all meekness to all men. For we were once Also we, thoughtless, disobedient, led astray, serving desires and pleasures manifold, in malice and envy, living odiously, hating one another. And when the kindness and the love to men of God, our Savior, did appear, and I'll just leave off there. Let's see, I'll get into that. But these first four verses, verses 1 and 2, the King James, it depends what translation you look at here, but the King James says, put them in mind. Have you ever had that said to you, that I'm going to put you in, in mind of this or that? or Yes, 
Put them in mind, King James verse, uh, King James says. Uh, remind them to be subject. That's what uh, um, the little translation uh, says here, Young's. This was the task of the evangelist to the assembly. He was charged by the apostle to do this towards the assembly, to help the assembly, inform the assembly. And what are these things? Well, to be subject to the principalities and authorities. Does that include civil? Well, yes, it does in this case. Um, and why are we to be civilly uh, obedient? That we not bring shame upon the name of the Lord in our actions outside of what we consider the body. Of course. Um, and by the way, I mean, the, the civil authorities aren't asking us or commanding us to do something that's ungodly. So as long as it doesn't come to that, we're obligated to obey rules. <clears throat> there's, there's lots of rules. There's man's rules and there's God's rules, if you will. We're to obey them as Christian people. Unto every good work be ready. So we ready ourselves as people to do the good things that the Lord would have us be doing within the body. Whatever it may be. The good work. You see, the, the works are given to us after the fact. It's not our good works uh, that we're concerned with before we are born uh, from above. We had a lot of good works before we were Christians. We had some works that weren't so good. And we had a whole lot of gray time, but not as a Christian. Now we live for good works. Speak evil of no one. Do not quarrel. Be gentle, showing meekness to all men. Now, you know, in our society, when we hear the word meek, we think of someone who's timid and afraid to speak and staying out of the limelight. That's not what this word means. I don't know how it ever got done the way it's been done, but... Um, Showing meekness to all men, would you, would you show if you were timid, weak, and afraid? Why would you be showing that to everyone? That would be the last thing you'd want to do, right? So it doesn't make any sense. Here's what meekness means in the Greek. Showing to all men an inner strength, inner strength from the relationship you have with your God. That's what you're showing men. That's what you want to show men. In so, also, this man, if you're really that person, this man or this woman will despise sin just as God does. You can hate sin because God hates sin. You don't hate the sinner. You hate the sin. And also, this person is a person that's calm in time of conflict. 
Now I've noticed that these tra- these uh, traits are are um, these are the character traits of the child of God, the Christian. And uh, I, I think that goes without much saying. Are, are we perfectly uh, lining up to every single one of these? Well, you know, I have a hard time about not getting upset with certain people. Uh, and I don't mean within the church. I'm talking about those without. And I don't want to spend any time on it, to be honest with you. But I still worry about it. Because the things of the, the place that we live as Christians, whether it be in America or anywhere else, those things done by uh, outsiders do have some calamity upon the people of the church. Not, not the church itself. Not, not, the, not the assemblies of Christ. Not the kingdom of God. But upon those that are, are the, the members of it, people. You know, if you cut us, we bleed. Let's put it that way. That's just the reality of it. And we're, we, I just don't want that more trouble for the folks than we already have. So I worry about those things. Now, I, I've just told you about all these character traits. But is there any excuse for not having them? Well, I, I'm, I've heard a few, but I don't think they're going to fly. I think that we are without excuse, so there's no excuse um, for not dealing with this as we're given. And, uh, the, you know, the, the more you try to live this way, the, the easier it becomes and the more adapt you are to living just as this. And the thing is that, you know, the beauty of, of the assembly, the people of, of Christ, is that they're all different people. Uh, and they have different personalities and, and, and they might tie their shoes differently or not tie them at all or whatever. That's, that's the thing about it that it's good. You know the thing about cults and things that are so, so-called religious is that the idea is to form everyone into the same exact person. We don't find that in Christ, not in reality. We can form to the pattern of salvation. That's our comp- what we conform to. But we are people to be the people we are, to be the personalities we are. The apostle then turns to the condition of of men um, as, as he speaks here about if we were once, also we. And he goes through this list. They were thoughtless, disobedient, led astray, serving desires, pleasures manifold, malice, envy, living, odious, these things are the characters of people of the world. The apostles themselves were once people of the world. Even though they were men of good character, I don't think they practiced these things. Uh, you know, I keep thinking of Nathaniel when Jesus found Nathaniel. Um, 
And he told him about, the first thing he said about Nathaniel, lo, a, a Hebrew without uh, guile. That says a lot. That says an awful lot about Nathaniel, doesn't it? Truly, he was truly a Hebrew without guile. So, yeah, uh, but still, a man that had had uh, sin, like all men, but he was without guile. A lot of it has to do with our attitude. And he's saying here that when you look at the world, remember, you were part of the world yourself. Even the apostles and the brethren in the church, before they believed, before they were born from above, as it says in John, born from above. From the will of God, we are born anew to be a new creation in Christ. The will of God, not the will of man. It's not a ceremony that we have here. All right? They were sinful. But, but when the kindness of God, and see the kindness of God really is a beautiful way of expressing what we always hear about the grace of God or uh, this sort of thing. Um, it's the kindness, the mercy. Another word is mercy for kindness. They are very interchangeable. Um, Grace is also a well-being, well thought of. Um, when the kindness of God was manifested in his love of mankind, that's John 3.16, you know. He sent our Savior, his Son, from heaven to be born under the law as a Jewish person to marry the virgin and to be and to live a life of 33 years on this earth he did appear you see that's the gospel the messiah the redeemer the savior did appear as god promised adam and eve in chapter 3 of genesis it did occur exactly as god had promised thus every promise of god is fulfilled promise of blessing and punishment both and all of this is the gospel message that's what the gospel proclaims the very thing that we've been talking about here the kindness of God think about it that way and I like to think about it that way and I'll tell you why because God didn't have to provide a remedy for sin. He didn't cause sin. Man brought that upon himself. Uh, Adam and Eve, Eve and Adam, however you want to do it, together, they knew. God said, do not take from this tree. Of all the other trees there are, you know, isn't that just like people? You can give them everything, but tell them, this is mine and you don't touch it. It's the first thing that happens. 
Nonetheless, God had a remedy that he promised them. They might have thought it was coming next week, but it wasn't next week. It took a long time. It took about more than it took more than four thousand years um, for it to really come about. Then in, in Titus three, five through eleven, we read these words. And I'm going to read uh, verse five as it would be in the Greek. Now out of works that are in righteousness that we did, but according to his kindness and mercy, he did save us through a bathing of regeneration and a renewing of, 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 of our spirit in holiness. Now, that's how it should be rendered. And it's, of course, it's, um, it's mis- this verse is a very tough verse. Uh, this is a theological verse that uh, people ha- have written books on, uh, this particular verse. And I'll come back to it, but let me read the rest of the text. You see, this is the response that the apostle was making towards the kindness and, and God and, and the appearing. This is his response to verse 5. But he goes on. Which he poured upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. And having been declared righteous out of his grace, heirs we may become according to the hope of life without end. Steadfast is the word, and concerning these things I counsel thee to affirm fully that they may be thoughtful to be leading in good works who have believing, believed God, these are the good and profitable things to men. And foolish questions, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law stand away from, for they are unprofitable and vain. Verse 10, a sectarian man, or different versions, a factious man, a heretic, after a first and second admonition, be rejected. Verse 11, having known that he hath been subverted who is such and doth sin, being self-condemned. All right, now let's go back to verse 5 again. You see, it's, it's out of, not out of works that are in righteousness that we did. So Paul is very clear about this. It's not our good works that brings us to the point where we deserve to be saved. That's the wrong thinking, of course. But that doesn't mean that, that man, mankind is not worthy of God's grace and God's, God's salvation and God's remedy, because obviously we are. If man wasn't worthy of being saved, why would God do so? But that was his decision. It's not our wonderful qualities and our actions that have forced him 
to accepting us and saving us. That's the idea Paul is trying to avoid here. It's not out of our works of righteousness that we did, but according but according to his mercy or kindness, he did save us. By the way, there, he's speaking here in first person plural because it happened to the apostles first, all right? Through a bathing of regeneration and a renewing of, and most of that stuff is not in the original Greek. There's no definite article there. It's a renewing of spirit. Now, here's the problem that we have, Norman, for this thing. Renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, what's that say to you? Does that sound like to you the Holy Spirit of God needed renewed? That's what it says in our our translation, but that's not right. It's our spirit that needed renewed. Our spirits. God's spirit has no need of being renewed, strengthened, or anything else. So it's a wonderful verse. Now, what is this bathing of regeneration? Well, as most people figure that we're talking about Baptism there, water baptism. Uh, well, let's look at a verse that points to that. First Peter, First Peter three twenty to twenty two. First Peter twenty to twenty two. Who sometimes disbelieved when once the long suffering of God did wait in the day of Noah an ark being prepared in which few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water, also to which an antitype doth now save us. Baptism. Not a putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the question of a good conscience in regard to God through the rising again of Jesus Christ. So you see, that's, our good conscience concerning the resurrection. It also includes our baptism as necessity for our salvation. Also, let's look at uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 13. Now here John's writing about the idea of... um, being uh, being born from above, who not of blood, nor of a will of flesh, nor of a will of man, but of God, were begotten. So as far as salvation comes, or as far as salvation goes, the source of it is from heaven. It's not the workings of men here on earth. So in some ways, you know, I I believe that the terms of pardon are real. I was just looking at a chart put together many, many years ago by Burton W. Barber. The terms of pardon. Well, everything is there. The terms. In other words, God has terms for man's pardon. Isn't that what salvation is? 
the word pardon and salvation, there's terms for it. Now, some people are offended by that because they've heard that God, that salvation is free. They've heard that it's the uh, free grace of God that we're saved. Now, now what doesn't terms and free kind of, they kind of rub against each other, don't they? (laughs) There are terms, friends, and we know there's terms. Scripture's clear. The apostles preached the terms, they went over them. We have terms, we have to conform ourselves to those terms of salvation. It's not something that's too hard for us. It's not too hard. It's not burdensome. It's a matter of us putting our, our will and our best thinking aside and let the terms that God has given us to salvation become real for us. That's what verse 5 is all about. That renewing of our spirit only happens when God has caused us to be born from above. Renewing of our minds We are a new creation in Christ as those terms have given us if if we are obedient to those terms. That's why we use the phrase obeying the gospel and becoming a Christian. It's all all the same type of thinking. And he has poured it upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's the idea here, friends. Being declared righteous in Christ, have hope of life without end. You see, this is a declaration. Matter of fact, the first declaration was in Jesus himself in Acts 2.36. Let's turn to that. Acts 2.36. God declaring concerning Jesus of Nazareth. What? Assuredly, therefore, let all the house of Israel know that both Lord and Christ did God make him, this Jesus, whom you did crucify. Lord and Christ, Master and Savior. When we're born uh, from above, we are born into Christ. If we are in Christ, are we not? in a a sense, with him there. That's why our citizenship is in heaven. Because Christ is in heaven, not here. We are here. And of course, in verses 8 through 11, he gives all the different warnings here uh, that the people in the assembly should be aware of and should be making sure that they do not fall into these things. Um, Because steadfast is the word concerning these things. I counsel thee to affirm fully that they may be thoughtful to be leading in good works who have believed God. Because these things are good and profitable things to men. That's verse 8. 
That's the reason why we live the way that God wants us to live. To be profitable and not vain. A life lived for yourself is a life that is pure vanity indeed. And vanity gets you nowhere except in the grave. And then, of course, in, in 10.11, we have an idea of a, a factious man. Um, but, you know, the idea of a brother here, because this is a Christian person, a brother or sister that, that has been warned once and twice about something that they are teaching. Or, but how do we judge this? We don't, I just don't like the way he speaks. No, that's, that's not how it works. It's, it has to be judged by the scripture itself. Is a, man, is a man or a woman speaking things against scripture? Have they become apostate to the Lord? Are these the things? If, if that be true, then after the second or, uh, or first or second time, what does it say? that you reject them, you put them out. Because they have known that they have been subverted. And by his actions, have pulled away from the truth. He concludes his remarks to Titus the Evangelist in the last few verses, 12 through 15. This will close our, our text and end our message here. When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychius, be diligent to come unto me, to Nicopolis, for there to winter I have determined. So Paul is there, and he's awaiting Titus to come there after these men, one of them, comes to, the, comes to him in, in Crete. Zena, the lawyer, and Apollos bring diligently on their way that nothing to them may be lacking. So when they show up, they're to supply their needs, send them on their way or be hospitable to them, hospitable to them while they are there doing their work. And let them learn, ours also, to be leading in good works to the necessity to the necessary uses, that they may not be unfruitful. And salute thee, do all those who write, who those with me, salute those loving us in the faith. The grace is with you all. So Titus was encouraged, was to encourage the Cretan Christians in all of these things. He was to make then. Then what was the two things that I think he was going to supposed to encourage them in? To maintain good works, remain independent, and take care of their own needs. And secondly, that they were to give priority to good works, so that they may be able to help others also. You know, when you're doing, when you're living that way, you're going to be able to help somebody else if you've taken care of the things that you need to take care of. You know, that's just one of those things in life that you sometimes it takes you a long time to figure out that it's really true. 
But I'm telling you something. If you're taking care of nothing in your own life, you're, it's impossible for you to help somebody else. You just don't, you don't have a way. This is just true. And within the church, it's not something that we're thinking about doing. It's something in the people that we are. We, we are these people. And that's the idea. And of course, uh, some of that is personal information for Titus as far as him coming and, and all that will occur from that time on. But it just tells us, of course, that the work continued. And uh, Paul brought these evangelists back into himself for their, their uh, training and their conversation, their encouragement, instruction, whatever it would, would be. Because remember, the evangelists of Paul's day spoke the very words that Paul proclaimed. That's the work of the evangelist. By the way, it happens to be that same work today, or any day. What the apostles delivered in way of doctrine, that's what the apostle speaks. No old uh, uh, college stories or an encounter at the airport is going to change that. But it has in a lot of places. But it doesn't matter. The evangelist to speak the apostolic doctrine, principles, the terms of pardon, and all that is from heaven. That's his role. Can you speak about some of the other things of the time you're living in amongst yourself? Of course you can, as examples and, and remedies and this and that. But remember, uh, this is the goal. Why do you suppose these letters were written to the evangelists? So they would know, once again, it wasn't the first time they'd heard these instructions, but they heard them again and again, and that's why we teach again and again and again the same things, because that's how our mind works. That's why we come around the table on the Lord's Day. If you get away from coming around the table on the Lord's Day in a while, you'll forget about it. You'll forget about it completely. And I won't even, you won't even think about it come Sunday or any other day. Our mind, that's how it works. We need to be about these things on a regular basis. So that's the work of the, of the evangelist, to remind them of these things. And that would complete my comments for today. As we come now to our closing hymn, our song of encouragement and invitation. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.